I've got something to ring with the greatest faction in podcast history. Jazz Freak Wrestling, the JFW podcast, hosted by Travis T. And I am the amazing turtle, the amazing ref, the amazing person of all time. Guys, that's Turtle, the amazing ref, the most amazing guy of all time. And he's amazing because not only is because he is the greatest referee in the area, not only because he is a great wrestler in the area, but also because he is a great co-host to the greatest podcast in the area. I try. I really try. You're doing good, man. You know, everyone, everyone always has like a weird nervousness when they first start out doing podcasting and shit like that. And, uh, you know what? I was no different. Because Jay was no different, Steve was no different, Daly was no different. It's gonna, it's gonna come to you. It's going to, it's going to grow on you, and uh, uh, it's, it's going, it's, it's, it's almost gonna become like second nature to you. It's just like wrestling, man. You just gotta practice it. You gotta train for it. You're just gonna get ready, and one day you're gonna put out that five star main event match. That's right. Yeah. And I'm still, I still plan on being your second best co-host of all time. Because we all know Daly is number one. I'll be number two. Well, Delhi hasn't been here in three weeks, so I mean, we'll see. So, yeah, yeah. She, she has her reasons. Yeah, like I said, you know, the, the whole reason that we got multiple co-hosts for this show is so people who can make it can make it, people who can't can't. You know, I don't fault anyone who can't make it. Everyone's busy. Life is busy. You you, you proved that when you threw me under the bus about the podcast going out late uh, last time. Well, so, did I really yeah, throw you uh, under the yeah. bus? Oh, oh, you threw. You threw. Oh, you threw. Because everyone knows I, I didn't release the shows. Who else, really? who else is going to do it? Power, uh, fucking Superfan Steve? Bally? Well, just, I mean, it could be anybody. We could have our own, um, you know, corporation now. Who knows? Well, one thing you'll learn about me is that uh, I like to uh, get recognition for the things I do, and I've That's mentioned true. multiple times how I am the guy who releases the shows. So, props on throwing me under the bus there, Nubby. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. No, but you're all right. You know, thing, things get away from us, but you know what? I'm going to try to stay more focused on it and make sure that those shows go out. Because of it, it's a different era here for JFW. Because you are here, we're going to get more current, up-to-date, happening-now information about uh, shows that are coming up. And uh, because I got it out late, all the information from the show that was just released happened the week before the show came out. So uh, we're going to work on that, and I'm going to do a better job making sure the stuff gets out within the within a day, two days max, of the show being recorded so the upcoming stuff can be relayed out to our listeners and stuff. Uh, we're recording on a Tuesday. And as I mentioned before we started recording, I really did want to wait one more day because I wanted to catch the newest episode of the Power Hour just to see if Steve had, uh, you know, the manhood to respond to what was said. 
Uh, but we can always recap that on the next episode. Uh, you, uh, you went above and beyond. You said you got some notes and everything. So we're going to talk, a, we're going to talk more indie wrestling than anything else. Uh, because not a lot has happened as far as stuff on TV I want to talk about other than the fact that, uh, we've seen, we've seen returns happening to, uh, WWE. Uh, we mentioned, uh, the SummerSlam returns. Edge obviously returned from a, uh, quote unquote injury or whatever being laid up by Judgment Day. Bailey, Eel Sky, and uh, Dakota Kai coming back. But we saw on last Friday, Karrion Cross making a return with Scarlett, which, huge fan of Killer Cross, Karrion Cross. Uh, he was a guy that I watched, like, probably the closest in NXT. Uh, loved his intro. I'm hoping that when he does, uh, come back and wrestle regularly on TV, that they bring back his NXT intro with Scarlett. They keep them together, not try to separate them like they tried to do before. Uh, keep them together. Keep her as a manager, managing uh, Karrion Cross. I love how his return is instant to uh, sending a message to Roman Reigns uh, because I know he's there. Uh, I don't know how much you feel. I don't know your opinion on Karrion Cross or anything, but I feel like he is an like a, an at this moment main event guy. Uh, it sounds like he was pretty much a main event guy in NXT. Uh, I wasn't really heavily into it yet. I even like in the beginning of NXT, we know what Seth Rollins, yeah. Kevin Owens. I still wasn't really into it. It's not that I wasn't into the product. I guess maybe my ass was just lazy to turn on the network when it was on the network at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, it sounds like he did well and he could be a main eventer if pushed right and it sounds like he will be so we'll see how that plays out and i think going right to roman reigns was a nice way to do it i agree 100 and uh also we noticed uh on this i don't know if you had a chance to watch raw uh last night but uh samuel shaw or dexter loomis as he's now known uh made his return kind of to raw it, it it's the realism that i'm really starting to love about the storyline stuff uh Dexter Loomis uh, just kind of showed up as a guy in the crowd who's getting arrested for probably getting too close to the the, uh, guardrail, but Mm -hmm. everyone knows who he is. Uh, I read an article recently about how uh, Dexter Loomis, there was two people that are looking at bringing him back, uh, and one of them was Dexter Loomis, which we saw him kind of coming back, so I'm eager to see what that storyline will lead to. But also there are talks about trying to get Johnny Gargano back to uh Daddy. and I love Johnny Gargano I think he is a great wrestler I know that when he left NXT a lot of it had to do with the fact that uh he was going to be a dad him and uh oh who's the girl who's his wife Candice LeRae uh sure. their child was coming up uh like they're like happening like within like a month of that so I know he wanted to spend a lot more time doing that I don't know if he really did any bookings outside of uh, NXT since being released but it's a possibility where they, he could be signed and he could just go straight to, you know, the main roster. So I'd be like, I'd be eager to see that. Is there anyone who has been released that you could think of that you'd love to see back at Raw or SmackDown or the main roster? NXT, either one, just back in the day. Uh, I would like to see Braun Strowman come back, even though it probably won't happen. He's with, I think he's still with Impact, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, I'm hoping that they actually do bring Bray Wyatt back. Yeah. 
maybe repackage him again. I don't know if this Fiend thing will be a big thing anymore. After he lost to Goldberg, that was it for me with the character. You had that old-ass motherfucker eat him clean, and it just killed the character, and I was over it. I still kind of enjoyed it when he was out there, because he still played it well, but I'm, I was just over it, and I hope they do something mm-hmm. cool now with him and maybe keep it. Yeah, those, those those two guys are like definitely on my list of who I want to see return. Uh, Braun Strowman, uh, he's he's otherworldly worldly as far as like a, comp- a competitor. He's quick, he's big, um, he's it's like compared to almost, uh, but he's a little more athletic than I think almost is. Oh yeah, um, but I think he'd be great to be brought back and everything because he needs like the big guys and everything and. I know they got like maybe like two or three of them like right now, but Braun Strowman's a different guy, and plus he has a name to him that people know. Uh, Bray Wyatt would be awesome to see brought back, maybe not as the Fiend as you mentioned, but he definitely needs something. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing the old Bray Wyatt, the original Bray Wyatt, the you right. know, follow the buzzers Bray Wyatt to be kind of cool to see. Um, it's just weird because it, I mean, like, and obviously these. These uh these releases have happened over the last couple of years. We've seen a lot of people go to Impact Wrestling, AEW. Some of them showed up at NWA Power, whatever the hell it's called. Um, but uh, uh, Ric Flair's uh, son-in-law. I wish I could remember their fucking names off the top of my head. Oh, um, right. See, that's uh, the thing. Ed, yeah. uh, every time, every, every time I think of his name. El Dorado. Every time I every time I want to think of him, I I instantly go to Alberto Del Rio. But it's obviously not Alberto Del Rio. It is whoever's married to Charlotte. I can't remember the fucking name to save my life. But that guy. Normally I know that name. Normally I can say it, but yeah. it's blanking when I want to say it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I I can't remember. Alistair Black. I would love to see a lot of the guys who I would love to see back are are actually over in AEW at the moment. Yeah. Um. But it'll be cool to kind of see more people uh, start to roll back in as now uh, Stephanie, Triple H, uh, Khan, uh, I can't remember the dude's name, I know it's not Tony, but the other Khan uh, now Nick is Khan. Nick, Nick Khan, who's yeah. now running uh, WWE and everything. I think it's I think it's going to be a different world. Uh, I think it's going to be the world we wanted to see in World Wrestling Federation. I saw that... Uh, there was an article about Triple H uh, lifting two of the words off of Vince McMahon's band word list. I think it was pro wrestling and wrestler. Yeah. Which I think is pretty cool. Uh, I think it's goofy to kind of banish those words to begin with, but I get that Vince McMahon was at a different time of sports entertainment and whatever, but um, that's really all I want to talk about as far as televised wrestling, because I really want to dive into what you want to talk about with independent wrestling, because I know, you had some shows over this past weekend that we want to recap on, and also uh, shows uh, any you know that are coming up in here and everything. So this is even though I did li- label the show again, and this like threw me under the bus. You know, I named it the the Nubby Hour, and you're like, well, you know, Travis did say some things too. How dare you? Well, I did, okay, I threw you under the bus there too, but hey, yeah. I didn't want to take credit from you. I didn't yeah. want to take the credit. You did go off more than I did. Oh yeah, but I like to talk. Oh yeah. I have well, before I we get into the uh, independent stuff, how was your weekend at C two E two? 
First off, it was exhausting. I hate driving to the city. Uh, I hate the fact I had to do it three times, but I loved doing it because I was helping out an amazing sponsor of CarterComics.com. So I'll do that uh, plug here in a minute. The one thing I think I realized, I don't know, have you ever been to C2E2? No. Okay. So if anybody out there has ever been to the previous C2E2s, I'm saying like pre-pandemic C2E2s, please message me and let me know if I'm wrong here or not. But when I remember when C2E2 first came out, there was a lot more panels, a lot more like interactive kind of uh, things going on at the, I mean, it's, it's a comic convention. To me, it's more, it's, it should be more focused on panels and focus on fan interaction of things there. Uh, for some reason this year gone, and I've only gone three times in the last seven years. So the first time I was there, I know they had a lot more panels and stuff going on, a lot more people talking about things, which I love it. I love, I love panels because I love hearing the stories from the actors who portray things in their movies. There was a, a panel I did in Indie PopCon that I, I didn't do, but I went to it in Indie PopCon where one of the guys from, uh, I think Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings, one of those goofy mystical bullshit movies. Um, and he sat there, he kind of talked about like behind the scenes stuff, but he also kind of got a little like, uh, philosophical about life and shit. I was like, well, that's pretty fucking cool. So I was expecting a lot more of that at C2E2. And I think like realistically, they only had like maybe like two panels every day that, that I was there and there was just no interest for me to check them out. They had, and they had some trivia uh, stuff going on, but we were busy around the time that was happening because the biggest focus of me being there along with uh cartoon Joe on Friday and Saturday. And I went, on, I went by myself on Sunday was uh just, you know, handing out cards and promoting Freaknet studios, this freaking show and just freaking wrestling. Uh, Sunday, they did kind of have a panel about wrestling, which was kind of cool, but it was mostly like just a bunch of people getting together talking about like the, the product on TV right now. Uh, they talked about SummerSlam. They talked about the, the most recent AEW pay-per-view, uh, AEW shows. Oh, which by the way, congrats to John Hudson for appearing on, uh, AEW Dark, uh, last week. I guess a couple weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, whatever, last week. Um, Awesome showing, and uh, I guess uh, Evil Sierra is gonna be on uh, Dark, uh, I guess tonight as we record. Right. So, congrats to them. Uh, that's three people that I know of recently that have shown up on EW Dark that I know. Uh, Evil Sierra, JPH, and John Hudson. So it's awesome to see those guys. It's awesome to see John Hudson again. We haven't seen him in uh, Southland in quite some time, and hopefully, he can make his way back up soon. Um, but it. It's a fun experience. It's one of the things like if if you're not there to spend money because that's what to me all what to me it was just one big ass fucking swap meet. Like that's, it just it just seemed like it was just a bunch of fucking people who just wanted to sell off their comic books and their art and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, the art the artist alley and stuff like that it's, it's fucking amazing. Like a lot of great artists are there, um, and I encourage you guys to spend your money on the products that they're creating. But it just feels like it's just like a swap meet. Um, Cartoon Joe, uh, described it perfectly. I can't remember the word he said, but, um, it just, to me, it just, it didn't seem as interactive as it used to be. So I was happy to do it because it's me trying to give back to a sponsor of the network for everything he does for us. But at the same time, it was just, it was so fucking boring to go three days in a row without having like, uh, something to do every day. 
Um, there was a moment on Friday and Saturday, actually, like, I was thinking, like, really hard going up to uh, CM Punk because he was at uh, one of the booths there. Uh, I want to say it was a shop tease. Might have been the booth he was, he was at. But he was there Friday and Saturday that I saw. And um, I kept thinking to myself, I like, I, I would love to go up and fucking, you know, get CM Punk's autograph. I don't even need his fucking autograph. Because I would have brought one of my Funkos for him to sign if I had a CM Punk Funko. But they're expensive still. But I would love to go up to CM Punk and say, hey, I used to watch you wrestle my cousin at Lunatic Wrestling Federation back when that was a thing. Because that's all I want to do. I just wanted to say hi and tell him that I used to watch him 20 years ago. No, not 20 years ago. 18 years ago at fucking LWF. But I didn't think it would be worth having, because I'm assuming I'd have to fucking spend some type of money just to fucking say something to him. Right. You know, so it's not like, you know, it's like as much as I would love to interact with him, um, I haven't heard any good personal stories about CM Punk, you know, as a person, but at the same time, I, I love my cousin, but, um, Mike's not really the, you know, get along kind of guy unless you're in that fucking circle. So, um, but they're honest people and I respect them for that, but. I don't know. I just, I just didn't want to go up to him and say, hey, you know, I, I used to watch you at LWF. I saw, I remember watching you and my cousin and everyone else wrestling. And, you know, like, and then when I saw you in ECW, I was like, that's awesome. I remember him and, you know, shit like that. But either he wasn't going to give a shit because I probably wouldn't have been the first person to say that to him. Um, or he would have been pissed I brought it up because I knew the situation that happened with his brother there. So right. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's the chapter he wants to close in his life, but. Um, there's a lot of cool wrestlers there. Uh, I saw Scott Steiner. Um, I walked by and yelled Big Papa Pump. I think he acknowledged me kinda. You're that. He was just wondering who was yelling for him. Uh, Undertaker was there, but I wasn't gonna spend $250 on an autograph because that wouldn't have been worth it. As much as it would have been cool to see fucking The Undertaker, I wasn't that gonna is spend. crazy money. how yeah. expensive, like, even a picture is. I'm like, this I can't, I can't do that. Like, Anything over twenty dollars is like no, you can't do that. Uh, well, I will I, not. I don't care who it is. Well, I, I know so Trish Stratus, Mick Foley, where I think were like sixty bucks a piece. I think Sasha was like eighty. Um, I don't know what Scott Steiner was. He was just at a booth. I don't know what CM Punk was. He was just at a booth. But yeah, no, the Undertaker was like two hundred fifty bucks, and I think that was just for his autograph. Um, oh. but it's, it's just like it, it's. It just wasn't worth as much as I would love to have an Undertaker autograph. I got three or four fucking Undertaker Funkos. I would love for him to fucking sign. But and I and I asked uh, I asked my stepbrother this question. Um, and I want to ask you. I want to get your opinion on this too. Let's say you had a Funko. Now I have, I have an Undertaker Funko that's right now valued by Funko is valued at about eighty dollars. So it's a nice. It's a nice fucking. Uh, I didn't pay eighty dollars for it, but now it's worth fucking eighty dollars. How would you feel if you owned an $80 Funko, brought it up to the Undertaker, asked him to fucking sign it for you, and he messed up the signature? Uh, I would feel <laughs> shitty. <laughs> I mean, like, what do you do? Do you sit there and, like, say, oh, you fucked it up. Now you owe me fucking, you know, $330 for both the Funko and your autograph? I don't think he'd fucking give a shit. He'd be like, oh, no, it's still good. No, here you go, brother. Yeah. It's just like it's like I I I fear for people to sign my Funko because I don't want them to fuck up their signature. Because if you fuck up a signature on a Funko, 
That's it. And that's- it work. Even if the Funko was still worth something, the signature alone won't be worth shit. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to ask fucking Mark Calloway, like, hey, man, you're going to have to go with me to the JSA fucking booth over there. Tell them that this is your signature so they can certify it and pray to fucking God that because it's a fucked up signature, it's worth a lot more money. Right. But, I just, yeah, no, I can't justify spending $250 on a fucking autograph from the Arntay. Uh-huh. I, mean, I, just can't, I just can't fucking do it. I love the Arntay. If I was a millionaire, if I won that fucking mega... Hell yeah, I'd buy everyone's fucking autographs and shit. Who who wouldn't? But yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna spend fucking two hundred fifty dollars on an autograph that's just gonna sit on my fucking shelf and pray to God if one goes up in value. Mm-hmm. But it was fun. I, I got mine for free when I was a kid, so I'm good. Oh, there you go. Um, but it was it was fine. I hate driving up to the city. Um, I think that's the only reason I probably haven't seen a CSW show yet because. It's close enough to the city that I don't want to fucking drive to. But it was cool. They um they just need to bring back more panels. They need more interactive shit there. So But thank you for asking. You know, it's it's nice it's nice to be asked how I would I don't get asked a lot of questions on this show. Other than what the hell's wrong with you or uh what do you mean? I'm usually so asking so I appreciate. I think that. it's funny though. I think it is kind of funny. Do do they it, now? Is it like the same thing as Comic Con, or is there are they kind of, but they're sep kind of separate too? Women, like what Comic Con? Like you, you hear Comic Con, but then you hear C two E two. Is that the? Yeah. Are they the same or two different things? Yeah. Um. I yes, because it, it's it's comic. It's Chicago Comic Electric Electronics Expo or so that's why it's like C two E two or whatever. So it's it's seventy five percent fun. No, that's a lie. It's like sixty percent comics, forty now uh, I'm gonna go with fifty percent comics, forty five percent like art and creations, and then like five percent fucking uh sixty dollar glasses of root beer. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. This mug, I got this mug at C2E2. Uh, people on the show, listening show can't, but you can see this mug, right? It's a yeah. mug. So, love this fucking mug. When I bought it, it was $40, no, it was $35 at, uh, at C2E2 a few years back. And, you know, you just, you just keep filling it up with fucking root beer at their fucking stands and shit. It was awesome. This year, they were like 60 bucks. Of and I'm course. like, I can't just, I can't do that. Like, why I can't spend $60 on a fucking mug that I can fill. I'm not going to drink enough fucking root beer to justify spending $60 fucking dollars when I know that this fucking thing is going to be at the Will County Fair in, like, two weeks, and I can probably get this for, like, $25. So. That's crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, no, C2E2 yeah, is pretty much just a comic convention. I, I, the only reason I typically go when I want to go just for myself is to meet uh cosplayers and comic creators to guest spot on um, uh, this freaking show. Uh, I bumped into a couple people uh, who cosplayed as wrestlers. There was this uh, couple who cosplayed as Hulk Hogan and, like, the Hollywood Hulk Hogan. I was like, okay, well, that's pretty cool and everything. And as we walked by, uh, they had, like, this portable speaker on them and it started blasting fucking Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix. Uh, and I was like, fucking A, I got to get their picture because if they know that Hulk Hogan came out the Voodoo Child, then they're wrestling fans. 
Right. Like, God, if I can get, but I couldn't fucking find them because the radio stopped. I was like, where the hell did they go? But I did take a picture. I think I posted it up on the uh, JFW Instagram. I took a picture with a, uh, uh, four cosplayers, the million dollar man, uh, Ted DiBiase, Stardust, Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, I loved all their costumes, but I think they, I think the girl who dressed up as the American Nightmare looked absolutely the best because of the detail she put into the robe. Uh, but they're all really cool. I asked them to take a picture with me, and they said, yeah. Um, I just wish I took more pictures. I, I, I was able to do more shit there. They're just, like I said, if, unless you're there to fucking spend money, buy comic books and shit like that, there's there's no point in going the entire weekend. And I tried finding more Funkos for my collection, but every Funko I found, I fucking owned. And the ones that I didn't own were like 90 to to $110. And I'm like, nah, I don't spend more than 15 Bucks and Funkos, and that's a lot of triple packs and shit like that. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Somebody a good time. It was, except for fucking driving there. I hate fucking driving to the city. Plus, uh, the whole reason we didn't record yesterday is because I had to fucking work on my brakes and shit like that. They started going back on fucking Friday. So I was fucking grinding fucking brakes from from fucking Piatone to the city on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and Monday to fucking work in Romeoville. So, yeah. Wow. That, that, was, so that was fun. Yeah, but uh I do recommend C2E2 to anyone who wants to. There's actually a wrestling convention, uh Squared Circle Expo, that happens in Indianapolis. They started doing it a couple years ago. That is my plan to go to next year. I think it's in April. So I do hope to go to that because that is an entire pro wrestling expo. It's a convention of pro wrestling. So I'm definitely doing that. I'll be there all weekend for that. So. Duly noted. Yeah. Um, but before we have Nubby dive into what's going on in the indie scene, I'll remind all you guys that this episode of this freaking show is brought to you by CarterComics.com. CarterComics.com is your one-stop shop for all your comic needs. If you're looking for graded comics or raw comics, something to start a collection, finish a collection, or build a collection, CarterComics.com is the best place for you to go. Join the Carter Comics Club at CarterComics.com. And uh, you know what? Uh, become a member. Fill up your cart. Get all those amazing comics right there on his website. Just search through. Scroll through. Like, ooh, Venom. Ooh, Anti-Venom. Ooh, uh, a Red Venom. Uh, Carnage, right? Red Venom. That's Carnage. I'm not 100%. You're fucking a turtle because of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, are you not? Yes. And you do not know what uh what the uh fucking, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Carnage. You gotta know this stuff, Nubby. If I throw to you, I need a yes or no, regardless if you know or not. Alright, ask me the question again. Uh, yeah, you can go get Venom or Anti-Venom or the Red Venom. That's Carnage, right? No. Mm. Well, it is. Uh, <laughs> hey, I gave you an answer. <clears throat> you did, and that's all I asked for. Yes or no answer. 60% of the time, I'll just move on. Um, but they have so many different comics available right there on the website. But if you go through the website and like, oh, geez, you know, they don't have what I'm looking for. Well, you got two options from that point forward. When you're on their home screen, scroll to the bottom of the page. And you're going to see four links to four different eBay accounts. And they all belong to CarterComics.com. All you got to do is click on one of those links, find the comic you're looking for. And the best part, you can either bid on it, you can buy it outright, 
or they are willing to negotiate with you to give you a fair price on what you guys think is mutually agreeable on the price of the comic. They're here to sell you comics, and they're doing everything they can to get you the best deal on the best comics. But it's going to go one step forward. Not only are they going to give you a fair price on all the comics that are for sale, but they're going to give you an additional 10% off your entire order of comics just by using a promo code FREAKNET at checkout. All you got to do is type in F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T at checkout. You'll save 10% on your entire order. It's not just... You know, a one-time thing. Too. I, have, I, got, I got, want people to know this. This isn't like a promotional one-time use code. This is a, you use this code for every purchase you ever make at CarterComics.com. You want to buy some comics today? Use the promo code. You want to go buy and buy another comic next week? Use the fucking promo code. A couple months down the road, you want to get another comic? Use the fucking promo code. The promo code is consistent, nonstop there for you to use. It is a special code for you to use. Whenever you want to buy Carter Comics, you want to buy, do it once, you want to do it 12 times, use promo code FREAKNET, save yourself 10%. You want to fill your car up with a thousand fucking dollars worth of comic books, use the promo code FREAKNET, and it only costs you $900. Look at that $100 savings. You can take that $100, and you can buy another $100 worth of comics, and you can save 10 bucks on that. Math! Who fucking knew how it worked? Wow. CarterComics.com, one-stop shop for all your comic needs. If you can't find a comic that you want, reach out to them. Say, hey, listen, I'm looking for a comic. Do you have this? They will look for it because they have thousands of comics yet to arrive on their website because they're constantly getting more and more comics in to get uploaded. Check it out now. CarterComics.com, promo code FREAKNET. It's not promo code. Discount code. I got to stop saying it. It's a discount code FREAKNET, F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T, 10% FREAKNET, sponsor of the podcast. I trailed up there. I went too long. I went too long, Nubby, and I, I lost it at the end there. Oh, I started you're strong. Not, you're not I, booked for the next show now. <laughs> yeah. Just like the Power Hour, I started strong, and I just fizzled out. You mean uh, Tuesday Night YouTube? Tuesday Night YouTube. Yeah, the Sea Red Show. Featuring, well. featuring the others. Yeah. It's all about Sea Red and what... What always, he says. It's always about seeing you, ready. Oh, God. I feel bad because I am going to get him on this show again, too, and I hope I don't piss him off. You probably will, but... Yeah. He, oh, well. he's, he said he's willing to come on the show, and I'm, I'll, I'll welcome him with open arms. And uh, I will take uh, I will take the uh, the tongue lashing that I deserve if he feels that uh, I am uh, I am wrongfully talking about him. Which is awesome, because when the Power Hour records tonight, they have no idea what we're saying right now, so they can't retaliate until the next show. So I can sit here and I can praise C-Red for like 10 minutes, but he could be on his show recording, which I think they're recording right now, in fact. He could be talking about how big of a piece of shit I am. But deep down, you know, I, I love you, C-Red. You're my guy. I love you. And I know that we can get through this together, because we both equally do not like... Power Hour Steve. <laughs> um, but no, I actually see Red is going to be on our show here in the future. I'm not sure when, but we're also going to have Ivan Manson on our show uh, because it was uh, he announced on social media that uh, I can't remember if it was October or November he announced it was going to be uh, his last match. Uh, so we're going to get him on there. I'm going to try my best to get him on before he retires, but at the same time, 
you know, getting him on afterwards, letting him kind of relax a little bit before I bring him on is going to be okay too. But I promise you, Ivan Manson is going to come on this show. We're going to talk about his career and everything. And I thought to myself, like, oh shit, what if Steve tries to, you know, take my thunder and invite Ivan onto his show first? Well, that's fine. I'll do it better, but you know, can't tell me can't do it. You know, well, that is Ivan. Well, really, that is in the works because you know the roast of Ivan Manson. Yeah. It's actually uh, Steve's idea. Mm. Uh. Uh, and I'll, I'll, get Ivan on, I'll, I'll get Ivan on first then. And actually, Ivan announced about his retirement on the Power Hour just before that DWA show in November last year. Mm. So, he did. He did announce his retirement also on the Southland Roundtable to me two years before too. So, either way, it was announced on my show first. It's, I haven't mentioned. It, I said, you know, this is my first time. I'm going to say it to anyone, but I'm I am retiring soon. So, no, he didn't first announce it on the Power Hour. He announced it on Southland Talks on JFW. So, no, once again, JFW, not the Power Hour, got that information. So, yeah. Score, there we go. Score one. For the good guys. Um, but no, we're gonna get, we're gonna get Ivan on. I gotta figure it out. I gotta plan it all out and everything. And, um, it'll be cool to kind of talk with him. I, I really haven't had a conversation with him in a couple of years since we did the round tables, but really down to earth dude. And oh my God, he probably has so many stories he could share that I'm excited to hear it. But before we dive into any of those, uh, stories when, uh, we have Ivan on, uh, we have Nubby here tonight. Uh, once again, dude, three weeks in a row. You have been here three weeks in a row. That is crazy. That has never happened. <laughs> and Turtle is going to try to show me up by having fucking notes and shit about what he wants to talk about. Well, if I don't have notes, I'm all over the place. And then I don't know what I'm talking about. Right. But I think well, I have it structured now. That's I good, man. I am, in my life. Well, I'm, I, I, I always intend to be all over the place because I believe that's what sells me as the great guy I am. So, but you do it your way. This is, uh, this is, uh, the turtle talk now. I think, you know how, like, okay, so, remember back in the day when there was, like, uh, like, Monday Night Raw and then Raw is War and they split it up in the middle? Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna do that. I think I want Nubby in the first half of the show, but we can have Turtle in the back end. Split it right down the fucking middle. So, I like it. I'm okay. the bread to the sandwich. So, you're gonna have to figure out for the next episode, because this is up to you. Next episode, you have to decide who comes on first, Nubby or Turtle. And then you have to, re- you have to figure out which one of those guys are going to be the one who's going to like, be like, you know, like, I'm going to say shit regardless of people, regardless of what people think. You have to split personality yourself. So I'm going to give that, think about it, let it marinate. When we revisit next episode, you let me know who you want on first. Are we turtling it or are we nubbying it for the first half and who's going to be on the second half? Because, uh, that's going to be a new dynamic to JFW. I like it. Excellent. All right, turtle talk time. Let's uh, let's see what happened in the indie world. All right, all right, all right. All right. So let's start off with Northland Pro Wrestling results. They just had a show on Saturday in in uh, Woodstock, Illinois, and it was a pretty solid show. The turnout was a little iffy, but it could have been because people just don't want to go to wrestling show that night or because there was another show going on in the same town. Who knows? But that's a whole nother story. 
So let's start off with um now last week I mentioned some matches and I'll just I'm gonna say this say this match that did took place but I won't result it yet. So I'm gonna go down the line, but I want people to understand something. So it was Metalhead took on Doom in a stretcher match. Now Turtle, that's me, is I went I don't know what word to use. I don't know, a tag partner, manager, I don't want to say advocate because I might get sued, um, advisor, maybe, I don't know, what's that doctor, uh, psychiatrics, um, Dr. Phil? Dr. Oz? No, like the actual name. Dr. Psychiatrist? Yes. Therapist? Yeah, there we go. A therapist? I don't know. But regardless, Turtle is uh, with Metalhead on this now. You'll understand why this happened in the beginning <laughs> of the show. So on the pre-show, we had a guy named Eddie versus, who defeated a guy named Chad. Now, the reason I'm saying it like that is because I don't remember the last names. Okay, That is how they had it written down on the board of the list of the matches. And can you guess who the third one in this triple threat was? Steve. No, but you're you. close. Ah, uh, yeah. C-Red. You? Uh, yes. It was you? It was me. I was I in the pre-show that. in a triple threat match. Now, I was close, very close to winning. And then all of a sudden, Doom comes out and chases me out of the building. Now, Doom is, um, I guess you can call him a serial killer. He comes out with that plastic fucking, you know, jacket, raincoat, whatever, Mm -hmm. and it's got blood on it. I don't know who he's been killing that day, but... Almost killed me. Got me disoriented and everything. And I'll tell you more about that later. But now you understand why I mentioned the Metalhead match first. Because Doom came after me. Try to get ahead of the game, you know, get in Metalhead's head. I don't know how you can get inside a Metalhead. But hey, it works. Um, On the main show, we had AJ Flyer beat. King Trell, what seemed like um, a decent high-flying match, sort of. King Trell is pretty green. He still has a lot to work on, but um, AJ Flyer came out with a win, and now uh, AJ Flyer, with the win, had a broken wing, a broken arm-ish, okay. injured arm, which Metalhead was the one that took out his arm. I was there. It was quite fun to watch. Um, In the next match, uh, Mr. Scumbag Attorney, Eric Schultz, defeated Gonzo. Now, he was a member of Alpha Zeta Zeta, which are the obnoxious frat boy guys, whatever they are. Um, That sounds like another good match that happened. I didn't get a chance to watch it because I was kind of losing myself. Um, the next match that happened, 
Alpha Zeta Zeta defeated Moondog Murray and Jay Thunder. Now, Jay Thunder came off a loss against Metalhead back in Lake in the Hills for Northland a few weeks ago. Yeah. But he was walking around like nothing happened, so he's either that good or he's just too dumb to just quit. But hey, uh, anyway, the AZZ did win, and they're looking forward to their next match, which should be happening in October for Northland. Or they could be SESW for all we know in a couple weeks. They're actually less than a week. So there's that. <clears throat> now, Metalhead defeated Do Montgomery in the stretcher match. Now, in the beginning of the match, or not even in the, during Metalhead's entrance, mm-hmm. Doom had me by my head with my shirt over my head. I am wearing one shoe, one kick pad. My knee pads are all over the place, and he threw me right into Metalhead during his entrance. So what, what did you do to this guy? I did nothing. Apparently, he's just trying to, you know, get ahead of the game, get in Metalhead's mind. Gotcha. And okay. start with me, you know? I mean, gotcha. I guess it's smart, but it didn't work <laughs> yeah. out for him. So, so you're kind of like, uh, what the hell's the word? It's a good word. Kind of like the pawn in his game, I guess, in a way. You know, right. you're just, gotcha, okay. Okay, I found Yeah, because I'm like, I'm like, you're a sweet guy, Turtle. We'll see. Well, see apparently I'm not so sweet up there. I, I'm, it's a whole other universe, <laughs> and I'm kind of, kind of a dick. Yeah. I, I'll just throw that out there. I'm a fucking dickhead up there. It's a totally different world. Like, as soon mm-hmm. as I step in the Woodstock, I'm different. Even Lake and Hills, I'm a different guy. It's like, what happened? Who, who am I? Yeah. See, and I and I gotta give you a lot of credit too, uh, Nubby. Is that, I mean, you so you've been you've been in this business, you know, roughly around eighteen years. I know it's less than twenty. C Red made that point to uh, to say, but at least eighteen years. Um, but. You're so ingrained into this business that you have to, you're almost like a three faces of Foley kind of guy. Like you got, you got your ref, you got your ref, you got your wrestler, you got your manager personas. And the fact that you're able to kind of keep that shit straight, like it, it's amazing to me. You know, because I mean, like there's a lot of times where, you know, because like when, when you're ref, when you're refing, and I don't, I don't know if this is, I think everyone knows you do all three. This isn't like some big fucking secret I'm putting out there. Um, but like when you, when you're refing, like you stay professional as a referee. You know, you don't go, you don't go off like a special guest referee, like a pro wrestler who's a special guest referee. Right. You, you keep the professionalism of what a referee is supposed to be. But then when you get into wrestling, you're no longer that referee. You know, you, you're going to do what you got to do to win that fucking match. And then when you look at managing, your focus isn't on you anymore. It's on the guy that you're, you know, backing. So right. I, I give you a lot, I give you a lot of credit for that, man, that you're able to, you know, work, you know, you're able to become three different people based on who needs who, what turtle they need at that time. So. And well, doing all three of them actually helps you get better at each one. Like, yeah. when I was a referee, but I was training to wrestle, 
I was learning to wrestle as I was refereeing. And then I, when I wrestled, especially when I was in tag matches, I got to watch the referee do stuff Mm -hmm. and I learned off that way. And then both sides, you watch the managers and you learn how to do that. You also have, I also had good trainers. So that helped me a lot. It just, you, you learn as you go, I guess depending on which one you want to do the most. But I liked how you said it, that I keep my professionalism like mm-hmm. down the middle when I'm a referee. Because yeah. unlike some referees up at POW, um, they, um, <laughs> they tend to cheat. They don't know professionalism. Me, yeah. no matter what happens, no matter what the issue is, I keep it down the middle. I have yeah. not screwed over anybody lately. Well, and and that's and that's the cool part about it. I mean, like, and I know people don't like you know pulling up the past or whatever, but like you know, uh, Flat Top. I mean, he was he was the senior official of ARW when SCW and ARW had their issues, and even he threw out some fast counts once in a while, you know, in favor of ARW and some slow counts in favor of SCW. And now he's a senior official of SCW, which is awesome. He is a good guy overall. Um, hell, I mean, I was an ARW guy, you know, back in that day too. But the fact that you have gone through so much shit, uh, with POW, like being attacked at a high voltage after Steve invited him there, uh, you still maintain a professionalism when you're, you know, reffing a match between SCW and POW. You don't let, you don't let the attack that they did affect your professionalism in the ring as a referee. Right. I don't think, I don't think people give you a lot of respect for that or acknowledge that. That it's really hard to sit there and ref a fair match with the same guy in the ring who took a chair to you not too long ago. Right. So kudos to you, man. Bell to bell, I am professional. What happens before and after? Hey, that's on them. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, now if I could circle back to the beginning of the show, um, I believe this happened. I'm still trying to piece it all together. Because, again, I was taken hostage. Yeah, you were ravished. Um, At the beginning of the show, it was announced. Now, last week, I mentioned that somebody was returning to Northland. Mm -hmm. Well, it ended up being Power Hour Steve. He ended up being the interim general manager for the night. Mm -hmm. But if if my memory serves me correct, he was originally the general manager. Oh, but sure. I don't. But maybe because he was gone for so long that they said, fuck him, he's done. But due to corruptness by the attorney, Eric Schultz, he suspended somehow the owner, Nate. Who? How that happened, I'll never know. <laughs> and, and scumbags attorneys, I tell you. Um. So they brought in Steve, and he was running the show. And at that beginning, he said he had an opponent for Cody James, which, who is the champion, and Woodstock is his hometown. So Cody issued a challenge, and Steve accepted it on behalf of his opponent, and it was later named. So as we get down here, um, Adam Stallion and... Bombshell Shelly, or Shelly the Bombshell, defeated Glamorous and Yummy, which is Mateo Valentine and Joey Mayberry. 
Now, prior to that, it was actually Adam Stallion versus Bombshell Shelly. Mm. Shelly the Bombshell. But yeah. Glamorous and Yummy came out with a letter from, hey, uh, the owner who wasn't there saying that they were going to have a match. So it was Adam Stallion and Bombshell Shelly versus Glamorous and Yummy. And Adam Stallion and Shelly won. A little bit of shenanigans went on there, but that's life, right? It happens, man, yeah. Um, now it's the main event. Cody James defended his Northland Championship against Steve's hand-picked opponent. It ended up being Metalhead. After having a match with Doom and and it, it, let me tell you that match, it was something else. Like they threw everything at each other. AJ Flyer even tried to interfere, but Metalhead shut that shit down like it was nothing. I even helped out a little bit, but we don't need to tell everybody that. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, Cody James issued the challenge. Uh, Steve said it would be Metalhead. And Cody James ended up winning by disqualification by pulling an Eddie Guerrero. Oh, shit. What had happened was, due to a bad count by the referee, Battlehead did not get the pin, so I had to step up and yell at the referee, which was Kevin Woods, and me and Kevin Woods have history. I taught him everything he knows. He won't admit that, but that's okay. So while that was happening, Metalhead had his pipe, and he did not use it at all. Mm-hmm. Cody James got a hold of it and then threw it back at Metalhead, and he just fell. And referee heard it and turned around and saw Metalhead had the pipe, and, well, what do you know? Cody James wins by disqualification because he he cheated. He pulled an Eddie Guerrero. So both me and Metalhead chased Kevin Woods out of the building. Yeah. Which I hate running. And I tripped again. What is with me <laughs> tripping? I gotta stop. And then Steve decided because of what he did to suspend mm-hmm. Cody James. Go go figure. So, Cody gave Steve a stunner at the end of the show. So, the fans got to go home happy. That's a that's a hero right there. I know you're not a big fan of Cody James, but that's a hero. He, me and Cody have our history because of what happened at Crash Tested. Him and Chris Miller both choke slammed me while I was doing my job as a referee. They said I was just, I was interfering. No, I was doing my job. Yeah. But whatever. I guess that's a warranting of, uh, you know, getting choke slammed. But, uh, <clears throat> that is the wraps. Or I ring, do I ring the bell on this section? Is that how I say it? The section I ring the bell on? Ding, ding. I don't know. How, how no, do you, you, you ring the bell when the show's over. Okay. See, I'm here's still the, learning. Yes, yeah, so here's the thing. When I say that's all I got, that means I have nothing left to say. And if you have nothing to add, that's when you throw in a time to ring the bell on this episode. 
Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the end of uh, Northland stuff. Um, they're supposed to return in October, which will be very Halloween-esque. And mm-hmm. Metalhead has a challenge to a certain somebody, but it will. I will not release that until it's closer to time because yeah. yeah. it's a very strange challenge. Like, I don't know how it's going to be pulled off. Even I was kind of shocked when I had to make the challenge for him. Because Metalhead doesn't talk. But hey, once that comes out, we'll reveal it. <clears throat> On the next, we have POW results. POW, POW, stupid POW. Fuck you, POW. Anyway, they had a show on Saturday as well up in... um Fox Lake, where pretty much their home at the, was it, American Legion something, VFW, that kind of venue. Yeah. Uh, I've been there a time or two. Good, good place. But still, pow. Fuck pow. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike Idol defeated Axel Abreu. <laughs> Fuck Axel. That asshole. One of the guys that jumped me at, uh, at high voltage. You know, he's been ducking me ever since. You know, ever since I kicked him after his match at SCW, when it was him and his tag partner against uh, Lee Payne, and I just kicked him in the, in the face. He's been ducking me ever since. Well, yeah, the bell rang. He got different. He got a different turtle. Right? He, yeah. I, and the funny thing is, like, Terry Allen asked me right after, Got that out of your system now? And I'm like, not quite, but it's good for now. He's like, good, don't do that again when you're wearing wearing that shirt. I'm like, okay, and then he walked away, and I'm I'm thinking, well, when do I get an actual shot? But hey, awesome. Um, If there's one one thing I learned about the SCW president, Terry, is uh, there's never really a definitive answer on things. It's kind of like a, like a, ter- Terry uses, I think, SCW as like his own like little chessboard. Like you know, he he will he will move pieces where he sees fit. Or you know what? If they're not any use to him, he'll just push that pawn forward and let the queen take it. Like he's very he's he's a manipulative kind of guy, and I realized that. I think even before he was SCW president, when. He handed Hunter Payne the SCW Heavyweight Championship over Ivan Manson in the Battle World to crown a new SCW champion. Um, I've noticed the kind of person he was when he came out for the first time as SCW president and stood at the entrance staring at Hunter Payne with C Red low blowed and betrayed Elite Payne. I don't know what kind of guy Terry is, but the fact that he kind of just watched a friend of his get low blow by somebody else who he per, he previously gave a championship title to it it just it, it's it's just goofy is dude is like one big walking talking mind fuck and it's probably not in my best interest to question the guy who signs my checks but um they know who they hired I get it. 
I don't see Terry questioning me about anything or, you know, you know, telling me not to do something. I got to get Terry on this show. Yeah. Maybe we'll get Terry and fucking Blaze on this show. God. I got ideas, man. All right, anyways, let's get back to you. Eldorado. Right, um, Eldorado and VJ Price defeated the Revolution, which is Jimmy Blaze and Eric Freedom, via a disqualification. Oh. It turns out the Revolution attacked both Price and Eldorado with chairs to send a message to Hunter and SCW. Wah, wah, wah. Why? What's the point? Do we not care about winning anymore? I guess it's all about the fight. I mean, hey, I'll go with that. I, I could just throw throw out the wins and losses now. We can just go out there and fight. I mean, if that's how yeah. we're doing it. But Hedford just better keep his mouth fucking shut the next time something happens to him and his guy. Plain and simple. Yeah. But, I mean... Uh, I mean, hey, really... I'll get Hedford on this fucking show. I would like to have have Hedford on this show. Cause just so I can lay it into him. I've never, I've, getting never I've never really had a conversation with the dude before, so I would like to know, uh, you know, you know, what kind of guy, you know, not only, and that's the thing too, it's like, and she's like, you know what, no, I'm not gonna keep talking over you, you keep going, go. We can, we can talk as we go, whatever. Yeah, no, 100%, yeah. I just, I did the whole thing is like, I'm, I know I'm just going to bitch more, about stuff that happened in the past that's out of my control, and I don't want to keep doing that, even though it's infuriating the fact that this fucking dude who I've never met before, never had a conversation with, the fact that he had an issue. I'm talking about Hedford here. That never had an, I, I never had an issue with the dude, and all his problems is Hunter Payne and SCW's problem, but because High Voltage is an entity of SCW, he brings it upon himself to come out, no, I'm sorry, he didn't bring it upon himself, he was invited by fucking Power Hour Steve to show up at my facility during my show and attack my people and Steve. Um, and I, you know, nothing, not, not a, not a, you know, not a, hey, Travesty, sorry that we had to do this, it's just business, blah, 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 nothing, nothing. I, I think to him, I'm still just a fucking nobody. And that's pretty insulting. All right, that's it, you my... know it is insulting. It, yeah. It's bullshit. Fuck Chris Hedford. <laughs> that's Fuck gonna be the thing. Fuck um, that. let's see. We got uh ruthless Ramon of the Bad Hombre Cartel. He defeated the Trog, uh, yeah. Caveman Trog. It was then after the match, uh, Roman attacked uh, Trog. And but it was he was saved by Mason Perks, so there's obviously some bad blood there. Then Mason Perks wrestled uh, Jamie Race, I believe that's the name I saw on the on their list. But uh, Mason Perks defeated Jamie, and it was then after the match, Ruthless Ramon came out, attacked Perks, and told him to find a partner for the Lakes More Fest. Show which is this Friday night. Hedford made it official. And it will be for the titles. So it'll be Bad Hombre Cartel defending their tag team titles against Mason Perks and an opponent 
of his choosing. Or a, I'm sorry, a partner of his choosing. And it was announced, I believe yesterday, that it will be Polly Tomaselli will be his partner. That's going to be a good one. Wow. That'll be a fucking good one. I hope the cartel, they they better have a plan, because you know Polly Tomaselli. Mm-hmm. Chops galore, forearms galore. He'll, he'll, we may have new tag team champions this Friday <laughs> out in Lakesmore. Um, it was then the IPA defeated Modern Decay. Uh, believe they are the ones, uh, managed by Joey Roth. I could be wrong. If not, he is now and Joey Roth can go fucking egg. Um, Scott Spade. Defeated Max Holiday via disqualification because Aaron Xavier came out and interfered in the match. So the title cannot change hands. So Max Holiday is still your POW heavyweight champion. The POW heavyweight champion of all Uh, time. Yeah, Max Holiday, former three time longest reigning. SCW heavyweight champion. The greatest. The greatest Max Holiday. The bearded bruiser. <clears throat> it's good to know that Scott Spade now only has one title. Which he mm-hmm. didn't deserve, but hey. He's got one title left. And that's the SCW tag team title. That's right. When, when now when are they going to defend it? Why wasn't it defended that at night at SCW. That's a good question. Why That's wasn't a, he defended at Powell? Yeah. You mean Scott Spade couldn't wrestle twice? He did before. Yeah. He lost, but hey. <laughs> uh, Steve Doris will have fun with that one, I'm sure. Ah, super fan, Steve. Uh, let's see. Uh, that was the end of that show. Um, they will be returning. I guess I'll promote it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they're gonna be this Friday at the Lakes More Fest on Route 120 for the special festival festival that's going on. Uh, the show starts at seven. Guess how much admission is? It's free. Ding ding ding. <laughs> right, cause I don't want to pay for that shit. Right. <laughs> um. Sounds like a good show, I guess. Yeah, yeah, Whatever. Yeah. I don't have the list. We have the one tag match. That's all that matters. Um, they announced within the last few days about Wrestle Rage. Wrestle Rage 20 will now be in Lombard at the Brower House on 1000 North Rolling Road. And there was one match announced already. It's going to be a special tag team match. The Brothers of Funstruction versus Hardcore Impact. Rage yeah. 20. Who, okay, so Funstruction. I know that's Yabo, but who else? R- Ruffle the Clown. Okay. I haven't seen that tag team. I mean, I've seen Yabo at DWA several times, but I've never seen like an actual tag team of it, but... 
That's a tag team I could definitely fucking enjoy watching. Uh, they definitely bring the front instruction, I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> for more information about Powell and future shows, just go to their social media stuff. Um, I'd say more, but fuck them bitches. I literally have that written down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that's the end of Powell, not so entertainment. Um, ARW returns this Saturday. Now, this yeah. show I am really looking forward to going to. I cannot wait to watch. It is a special start time of 6 p.m. It's at 1899 Central Avenue in Lake Station, Indiana, American Legion Post 100. Tickets so, are just so, $10. So the show starts at 6. Yes. Gotcha. Okay, awesome. Awesome. I want to say it may be because they're going to have it outside. I am not 100%. Oh, nice. I thought I read something about it about yeah. a month ago, but I could be wrong. I could have read something else, but I thought that's what the issue was or the, what's, what's going to happen. But either way, the show starts an hour earlier, so make sure you get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, about whatever time you get there, get there a little bit earlier. There's not a bad seat there regardless. You can no. see everything. It's a good event. Uh, good venue. Great people, great uh, special drinks, great concessions. They got candy. Like, <laughs> they got candy. All right. Uh, all about the nachos. We have, <laughs> we have a triple threat match announced. It's mm-hmm. Lunatic, our very own Lunatic, versus J-City versus X-Caliber. So with the winner... To get a future shot at the Indiana State Championship. Can you imagine the lunatic, a champion again? Didn't he retire? He's on his way to retiring. Oh, he's just making his rounds. He retired from SCW, but there's no telling when he'll officially retire, retire. So he wants to get another title run, and you know what? Go out with a bang, right? Well, yeah. Trish Stratus won the title and then retired. So it's doable. Uh, that that match should be good. Speaking of the Indiana State Championship, that title will be on the line as Bow, B-O-W, Bruce Owen Wesker, the champion. He defeated Ivan Manson for that title. Against the undeniable Nick Diamond. Now, Nick Diamond is an up-and-comer, and he's got, like, big future ahead of him. I have high hopes for him, even though he's part of this high society at Crash Tested, but I still think he's got the skill, he's talented, and he, he's got a bright future ahead of him. And to say he can get past Bao, well, it's, well, it's Bao. Come on. <laughs> Not many can get past him. but. I think Nick Diamond has a chance. Very slim chance. <laughs> um, I'm going to jump around here because I want to talk about this match last. Um, we have a singles match that was just announced. JPH versus Marcelo Spade. Really? I just recently like, officially met Marcelo Spade, and he's very talented himself, 
and this should be a good matchup with JPH. Despite our feelings for JPH, uh, he's still he's still a super talented guy. You can't take anything from him. He's a champion for a reason, or was a champion for a reason. But um, he went down to Texas, learned some shit. He hasn't won a match in SCW lately, but that's okay. But we'll see how this goes. I'm pretty sure it'll be a great matchup. The fans will love it. Both are interesting talent. Uh, another singles match. It's going to be the heavyweight champion, the absolute answer, Nick Cutler versus the flawless one, Dave Allen. Um, Dave Allen is getting back in the ring after kicking the shit out of cancer. That's awesome. I, I'm really happy for that one. Uh, yeah, because the last time I saw Dave Allen, it, it, I know it was pre-COVID. It was it, it was a while. <clears throat> so I was excited to hear about it. I always liked him. Him and Color were like the two guys that drew me to ARW. Um, BOW and uh, uh, Holiday as well, but Allen and Color were the two guys that I was like, yeah, they're like, when I first started going to ARW, they were on the show, and I think Dave Allen might have been the Indiana State champion at that time. But I'm really glad he's getting back in the ring, and I'm glad he's getting an opportunity at the uh, ARW championship. I'm pretty happy that he that he took cancer by the throat and snapped it. That's not mm-hmm. something you want in life, and I'm really happy that he beat it. Yeah. It, I mentioned this before, but I was actually Dave Allen's butler at one point. Really? Yeah. I was part of the Empire at at ARW, but it was a different ARW at that time. It was because this one's called uh, Adrenaline Ringside Wrestling. Yeah. Right. The other one was called Adrenaline Rush Wrestling. Hmm. It was on that show that Jay Jensen defeated uh, Martin Jones. I was put in a tag match when somebody decided that they were too good to not uh, wrestle on a charity show, and they weren't getting paid, so they left, so I took his spot. That actually started what uh, a big fight. Well, it, that didn't really, like, it was the beginning of, of the argument between the higher ups at Elite Pro right before yeah. our student show. Cause we were actually watching it at the school when that fight happened. But anyway, um, not only was I part of Dave Allen's crew, but I actually teamed up with Nick Cutler once. He got me my first win. Nice. It was for, uh, that company Blitz at, um, Thunderbolt show and I teamed up with Nick Cutler and I got I got the win that was my first win ever I went to one pro wrestling blitz show and uh, I think there uh, there was a bowling alley in Valpo yeah this was uh, 2015 or something no 17 2017 might have been their last show they did but well, yeah, I'm kind of torn now between who who's gonna win that match. I mean, can't I don't know who to cheer for. Well, just do what I do. 
predict who you think you're going to win, who's going to win after the match is done. You know what? You're on to something. Right. <laughs> um, all right. Before I get into the last match that was announced, I got to bring up, uh, what, what do you, what this may, what may or may not happen. Um, yeah. the last few shows, it's been Youth Gone Wild, uh, having issues with the workhorses. Those fucking Pony Express looking fucks. But now they have a big, or a, a big pain in the ass lawyer themselves. Now I don't know what name he's going under this time, but I know him as Big Business Levi. Uh, he, I actually got into it with him on uh, social media today, and I called him out. I'm like, "What have you? Have you ever been successful? Because every time I've seen you, you either been a failure yourself or the people that you." Represented failed. So yeah. why did the workhorses pick you? We'll never know. But um the workhorses have been a pain in the ass, not only at ARW, but uh also at Ileana Pro Wrestling. And I meant to talk about this last week, but Steve's getting in the ring again with a member of the workhorses at IPW at the end of this month. Really? Yep. And if said workhorse wins, they will officially be part of the roster. If Steve wins, they will they are not even allowed at the shows. They've been causing havoc. And I'm assuming you're talking about Power Hour, Steve? Yes. And there's one thing I know about that guy, is he will do whatever it takes to be involved in any fucking comedy. He reminds me of the stray cat that used to run through my fucking neighborhood and just keep getting constantly pregnant by all the other fucking stray cats. Like, this thing does not stop. It will literally be fucked, give birth, and fucked again. Just to make its fucking rounds. It reminds me of Steve. Kind of reminds me of some girls I know. Right? Well, hey, that that's a whole nother story for another show. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that they've been, um, they've been going at it for a while. Youth Gone Wild on the workhorses. They actually put a restraining order on Youth Gone Wild. Who really? In wrestling, there's still restraining orders, and I don't know how what the <clears throat> how many feet they gotta be away. Can they even wrestle each other at this point at ARW? Will something happen this Saturday? Only those questions will be answered if you and you can only see it when you're there. So be there. You better be there. If no one's there, I'm going to cry. Um, on to this match. It is now, it is being called the end of an era match. Ivan Manson versus Braun the Lumberjack in a hardcore family feud match. Wow. What the fuck? Again. They are a family. In a feud, for sure. The last time I saw these guys fight was at Global in a hardcore match. I don't remember who won it. But uh, funny, Chris Miller, who was actually a member of the family at that time, he was the referee for that match. And Charlie was torn. Is Charlie torn now? What does Charlie think about it? 
I know some people aren't happy because they're tired. They don't want to see them fight each other again because we know how brutal they can be. We all saw that video when they were at Vanguard with the flaming guitar. Braun the Lumberjack is known for the flaming guitar. I've seen it quite a few times. Is he going to bring that out again? If it's the final one, he's got to go all out. Ivan Manson did say that this will be his last hardcore match. Mm-hmm. So is he going to go out with a bang? Is Are they going to top the last match they had? Yeah. It's just crazy. Like, they're calling it an end of an era, and when you sit back and think about it, it truly is an end of an era if you think about it, because when we were just getting into wrestling, Windy City was around, LWF, and it's like, well, they're ending. It means my generation, I guess, or, yeah, my generation of wrestling could be coming to an end not too long after. I mean, how long can I go? I mean, it's, 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 it's a hard reality to kind of realize that. I mean, like, and we, you see it all the time, like, on TV with, you know, like, Ric Flair wrestling his last match, you know. Like, everyone's always going to have their last match. Mm-hmm. It's weird when it's somebody you know personally. You know, when the Undertaker walked away, yeah, okay, he's nostalgic from a childhood and shit like that. But, you know, when you sit there and think, like, you know, you've watched Ivan Manson, you know, wrestle all these fucking matches all across the fucking, you know, state, you know, Midwest, whatever you want to call it. Um Knowing that, you know, he probably has like maybe two, three more fucking matches left. And then he's calling it. We know he's facing Braun this fucking Saturday. He uh, posted on social media that uh, his final match is going to be at Black and Blue in November. Um, he's already said who he wanted his final uh, match to be against. And it's either Brandon Bishop or potentially the SCW president, Terry Allen. Uh, I don't think anything has been decided officially on that or anything, but... Yeah, I mean, like, you, you only have, you know, the, the, the top guy. And what happens to the Manson family after he's done? I know, right? What, are they going to keep going? Who, who's really left that can carry it on? We don't see Jake Andrews anymore. Yeah. You would think he'd be able to. He's the young one in the whole group. Yeah. Where does, where does Cheeks go? Is Braun going to stop? Yeah. What yeah. about Snake Manson? What, what? Is it, it, does Charlie bring in other other people? I mean, it, it's definitely a hard reality, and especially when I wanted to be a member of the family, and then I got kicked to the curb on that one. Oh, and then you're I welcomed wanted, here, buddy. I appreciate that. I, I also wanted, here. I wanted to be one of Ivan Manson's matches that you know that he has, and that ain't happening either. <laughs> Well, maybe it's for the best. <laughs> maybe I'll die uh, if he wrestled me. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, all these questions could possibly be answered this Saturday. And who knows? Maybe Ivan won't make it to black. What is it? Black, blue. Black and, yeah, black and blue. It's uh, the... I call it Black Wednesday before Thanksgiving, the Blackout Wednesday, whatever the hell you want to call it. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, the ARW show the day before Thanksgiving. Which I've yet to be the one, and I think I'm going to make this one because uh, I have more free time. And I'll be off that week anyways, so I'll probably end up going to that. 
I'm hoping to be able to go to that just because I missed last year. I got to go the year before. That was actually my first one. That was fun. Um, but yeah, I just hope who, who, who knows what's going to happen. It's mm-hmm. just one of those things I got to sit back and think this is happening. Now, what do I do? Do I, what yeah. do I got to look forward to? So, yeah. Well, and the thing to remember, and, and this was weird too, is like when, when Ivan first mentioned retiring back in like 2020 or whatever the hell he did it on the round table. Some people, it just sounds like all talk, like, oh, I'm going to be wrapped up and everything. Uh, for some reason, I can hear in his voice that he, he feels accomplished and he's done. Um, I wasn't really around uh, when Mike officially, Acid officially retired from the business. Um, now, obviously, he still, you know, pops up once in a while at a DWA show or whatever the hell the other one is out west. Um, he still does from time to time, but he's not fully committed like he used to be. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Maybe, maybe, you know, black and blue won't be the last Ivan match, but if it is, that is something you definitely don't want to miss. You don't want to miss the Saturday ARW if this is essentially is also his last hardcore match. Cause fucking dude goes all out and it's, yeah. it's a sight you really gotta see in person. Definitely. So yeah. make sure you're there, people. Just, yeah. Be there. Come say hello to me. I'll be there. I'll even maybe buy you a hot dog or something. Maybe. We'll see. Depends on who you are. I may drive out there for a hot dog. I mean, that's what we work for, though. Hot dogs and handshakes. Maybe a bag uh, of chips. I don't know. I buy my own tickets. I don't, I don't get free shit. Monsters. Yeah. These monsters. Yeah. Well, um... That's all I have uh, <laughs> for this upcoming weekend. Uh, there, there's other shows going on. Um, I assume. Yeah. Uh, I saw Bruce, some Bruce City stuff. Yeah. Uh, just uh, check their Facebook out, whatnot. Um, just you know, search around for any wrestling that's going around on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. Now, if you want your show to be promoted on the JFW. Just freaking wrestling, the greatest podcast in history. Um, we'll do it. Just message us. You can either message me personally or message the JFW podcast on Facebook, and we'll definitely get back to you. Now, if we agree to do it, and we happen to just forget from time to time, don't bully us. We'll we'll take care of it. But if oh, you no, bully yeah, us, no. we'll kill yeah, you. Call- Call me on my bullshit. Do it. Do it. I'll I'll say some shit. Uh there's yeah. a couple of, there's a couple of shows I do want to mention. Actually, yeah, maybe yeah. So uh uh Phoenix Pro Wrestling came out with a video announcing some of their upcoming uh dates and stuff. Um and we'll talk about those as they come up. It looks like they're heading back to Holman, Wisconsin, you know, their hometown uh venue and stuff. So when those dates come out, we'll talk more about it. But August twenty seventh, obviously we have SCW Dissension. Uh, in, uh, Shabans. Make sure you, uh, stay tuned for that. Matches should be coming out for that here shortly. But Southland Championship Wrestling actually added an additional show September 3rd, SCW Labor Day Perseverance. This one's going to be at the Hersher Labor Day Festival. Um, and the best part of it is, like, it's not really an admission. It's a $5 donation to watch the show. Right. Um, 
first time I know that they've done this. Uh, I think it's going to be an outdoor event. Uh, I love Hersher. Uh, I, I love small towns. I'm a small town guy. So this is right up my alley. So I can't wait to see this. Um, but we all know that Southland does like certain things like, uh, like fundraisers and stuff for every show. If you head out to the August 27th show, they are going to accept, uh, uh, school supplies as donations and stuff. So if you care to uh, share with that, please do. But, uh, I want to read this real quick. SCW invades Hersher Labor Day festivities for the first time. This event will not only signify the meaning of hard work that coincides with Labor Day, but also the hard work and perseverance of our childhood cancer warriors and their families. September is child cancer, I'm sorry. September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month and SCW will accepting, accepting a $5 donation per person to attend this event that will help raise funds for the Zayla, uh, Mitzdarfer. I apologize if I said the name wrong. The Zayla Mitzdarfer Scholarship Program. Doors open at 5.30 p.m. Matches start at 6 p.m. Wear your black and gold Hersher colors not only to signify the unity of Tiger Pride, Hersher Tigers, uh, but also to wear the colors of Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. Um, so I'm super excited for it. That means it's back-to-back weeks of fucking SCW wrestling uh, coming up here shortly. Um, you know, us here at, S- uh, at JFW are huge fans of SCW. Uh, even though, uh, Superfan Steve is the, uh, the, the guy for not only Southland, but I guess everywhere else too, but, uh, hey, whatever. I'm not saying we promote them more, but, uh, yeah, we definitely promote them more. Yep. Definitely. Uh, but, like Bobby said, if you guys have a wrestling company you want us to promote and talk about, please message us and let us know. Uh, there's a lot of wrestling companies in the area that we do kind of talk with. ARW Pro was, uh, one that I would love to get back into more business with, SCW, obviously. Uh, hell, even POW, you know, it gives us the content we need and everything. I know, uh, Nubby, you work a lot with, uh, Rocket, is it Rocket Pro Wrestling and Joliet? Yeah. So I want to do more with that one. Uh, CSW, I would love to get involved in, and, uh, maybe even Northern Lights, old fucking, uh, uh, fucking with a trash can, trash can Eddie, or whoever the fuck he was at the, uh, training school. EJ, EJ Jensen. Yeah, but, um, Fat Eddie. Uh, Fat Eddie, uh, uh, Frisbee, Captain Frisbee, we talked about this before and I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I can never fucking remember it. Um, yeah, you just mentioned CSW, they will return to action next Friday, August 19th. I will talk about that, bring down the lineup. I'm also going to talk about Dreamwave, which is on the 20th. That will be exciting. I will be there uh, live. It's a special start time of 3 p.m. I'll have all the information for that next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what else I'll have, but if something pops up, you know I'll have it written down. Um, yeah, we got lots to look forward to with wrestling heating up, especially with, you know, summer just about over. So yeah. some of the shows that have taken time off for the summer will be bouncing back up there. Well, yeah, I'll definitely be talking for sure CSW and Dreamwave on the next episode. And I'll have results from ARW as well. Perfect, yeah. Guys, make sure you do tune into our show when uh, we do release some on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Popping. Just by searching Just Figure Wrestling or JFW Podcast. 
Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And like I mentioned, we're going to focus on getting more wrestlers on here to kind of talk about their careers and, you know, the start in the business and everything. But if you're a wrestler and you're listening to our show and you want to get involved and come on, we'll fucking talk to you and everything. I mean, we don't really put a time limit on these shows. It's just whatever we get out there. So, hell, if, you know, we get 45 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half, whatever. We'll get the content out there because we don't limit ourselves. This isn't the just freaking hour-long fucking wrestling show. No. No, we fucking go on. We're already an hour and a half right now, and I still got to put the intro in this bitch. So reach out to us on Facebook at Just Freaking Wrestling or the JFW Podcast, or go to JustFreakingWrestling.com, hit the submission form, and let us know, hey, I'm a wrestler, I want to talk. Well, fucking listen. I like meeting new people sometimes. Just be uh, entertaining, like me. I know it's a really hard bar to fucking reach, but eh, some people can do it. Yeah. So, Nubby, that's all I got. That's all I got. I think it's safe to say that we can ring the bell on this episode. Oh, we're going to work on that, bro. <laughs> Perfect! As always, I am Travis. And I am the amazing turtle. Amazing referee. Amazing all together because, well, because I'm the amazing turtle. And thank you for listening to our episode Just Regressing the JFW podcast.